So, uh, still no betas for you guys. No, nope. no, but you got a new beta out. I did. Yeah. I did. I installed beta two on the iPad. I can't tell you anything that's different right now. NDA because you're not under NDA. That's right. Yeah, that's one hundred percent it. I can't figure out how to install the public beta number, or I'm uh, sorry, private beta two on my Mac because apparently you need to install like a profile or something. And um, because my I have it courtesy one of our friends who shall remain nameless, and he and I could not figure out how to make that work. So I'm still waiting on that, and I haven't installed it on my phone yet, though I'm increasingly tempted to. Yeah, I- I'm going to install the public beta. I'll-, I'll I'll be there. I'm not worried. Yeah, I just I can't figure out. I was reading a story today about the new features in iMessage, which are all the ones that have already been talked about, but I was just looking at it all in one place again. And I I don't want to pin conversations to the top because I don't want to miss new messages coming in. And why do you think that would make you miss new messages? Because like if if they were scrolled down below my pinned messages, like anything that's important comes to the top because or anything that I need to look at comes to the top because it gets a message. Are you able to mark messages as unread on your fancy beta devices, Dan? Find out. Um, let's say Lex, <laughs> Lex has been texting me. Uh, I can turn off alerts. I can pin it. Um, turn off Lex. Hide alerts or pin Lex. Those are my options. <laughs> Yeah, so because what I want is the ability to mark on red, which I find very useful in Slack. In fact, there's two things that I think iMessage is steal from Slack, or three if you count emoji reactions, but better ones. I like the ability to mark on red, and I also really like that you can click and hold or tap and hold on a message in Slack and say, remind me about this in X, in you know X amount of time. Mm-hmm. I would really like that. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I want is, remind me about this iMessage in 45 minutes, because I already marked it as red, and I can't, <laughs> can't I thought they that. said you could mark stuff as on red. I thought that because we talked about it, I thought, and I thought you were excited about it, but maybe I'm misremembering. But I, I agree. I can't find it, so, well, like, if it's there, it's, it's, it's hidden somewhere deep inside. You have it on, and you have it on your iPad, and your iPad is a what? Is a Pro, the 10.5-inch Pro, so not the most recent model of Pro. I doubt that's a feature that is model-dependent. <laughs> if it is, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> well, well, I was wondering if it's, wait, it's not, what's the thing... <laughs> There is no thing. There is no longer a thing. Yeah, but there's uh, the long press. I guess that would yeah, work. It on works on, a, on every. On it works on yeah. everything now. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah, the thing that's gone is three D touch. Three D touch. Yeah. Okay. So I currently have three conversations pinned at the top of messages, and I will agree that my biggest complaint with them is that they take up a lot of space. It's not as yeah. bad on the iPad, but I imagine it's more annoying. Right. And I, I also the real issue is like so it says you can pin up to like nine or something like that. <laughs> if you have four. It's like three big circles and then a second line with one big circle on it and then a crap ton of white space. And I'm like, that's that's just ugly. So I cut it down to three. So at least it's just one line and it's my wife and you guys. Aww. Aww. And and my other thread with, with John for the other show, because those are the people yeah. that I text the most. Right. I'm like, honored. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't I'm think doubly, I'm doubly honored. I know there's a lot of John in there. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Do you have um, do you have two rebounds? <laughs> I don't. There's only one. We'll see uh, where it where it's at. But it's 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 cool. I do like the ability to um, I do like the ability to give it like custom artwork now. Like that is that's kind of nice because that mm. way I can just have like my our little like rebound logo, uh, which I'm texting to you guys now. And it's just nice. Nice. <gasps> 
I don't have to picture you as people. I just picture you as part of the rebound. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's also weird because when you get a text, now I'm less, now I'm less honored. That is that is good though because you know because it's yeah it's more it's more contextual <laughs> exactly. And but what's bad about it is that when you get a text from it, it literally appears as like a pop like a cartoon speech bubble over that icon. It's weird. Hmm. I, I was actually reading something today that suggested that if you use faces for those favorites pinned conversations, that if the person is typing, it will put their typing indicator over their mouth, that it automatically detects their mouth and puts the typing indicator there. Oh, That's super weird. <laughs> I have not seen that. However, if I do tap into it, it shows me your like your images as like like moons orbiting the larger picture. It's little it's also wacky. <laughs> Yeah, there's some interesting there's some interesting choices that have been made here. So you have not yet put it on a phone, just on an iPad. Yeah. Has has it affected your iPad home screen usage? Well, no, because the nice features aren't in there. Oh, the right. iPad doesn't yeah. get any of those. <laughs> so you don't get the ability to put widgets in with your icons. Right. You can still have right. them in that column on the side, but you can't yeah, mix I call them. As I see them. And you don't get the app library stuff. So it hasn't changed jack about what I do with my home screen. <laughs> That'll probably be next year, right? Yeah, I have changed. I mean, I, I've changed the widget layout in that column just by playing around with different widgets, some of which are handy and some of which are, I feel like having one scrolling column is not amazing. Like, I like having the weather up there and the battery widget is better now because it shows me all the different, like all the devices. So it'll show me my iPad power. It'll show me my AirPods power. It'll show me the pencil power all in like one little compact widget, which is nice. Pencil power sounds like the worst superhero. Pencil power. power. It was a terrible <laughs> 80s cartoon. Let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> the power to control pencils. Pencil man. <laughs> Nobody wants that. The question is, who does he pick as his number two? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Let's just erase that. Er- eraser lad. <laughs> yeah. There's a new search interface, so it kind of looks... We talked about this a little bit. boy. Sorry. <laughs> Still going. It, Still and going. you can read all about it in my graphite novel. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad you guys just spent the day sharpening your wits. Uh, <laughs> but so you were going to say the search. You're talking about iMessage search or app search? No. At, well, so they're, they're kind of the same. It's, it's, clum, it's a little clumsy. So... The, the main search is kind of looks like Spotlight, even though they now no longer call it Spotlight. So it shows up as like a little floating text bar. Right. Um, it'll give you series suggestions. It'll give you, um, you know, pre-filled auto hits. If you start typing something, it'll give you like suggestions for things to search in Safari. It does let you search inside of apps, which is nice, but you have to, as far as I can tell, or at least it, it wasn't doing it in the first beta, like... I have to like scroll down and go to a search in apps section and then I can type like search mail and it will just take me to mail and pre-fill it or search messages and do that there. Brian Stuckey on Twitter, if you guys know him, he is the, uh, he's a VP at Mac Stadium. He was the founder of Mac Mini Colo before it got absorbed by Mac Stadium. He had suggested that if you don't use whatever you call that search now, non-spotlight search uh, to search th- for things like websites and articles, that turning that off in settings in iOS 14 makes search faster. Oh, and I do find it annoying because yeah. I, I, on iOS 13, at least, if I'm typing in that search field and sometimes it wants to helpfully like suggest random articles and stuff and it 
repopulates while I'm getting ready to tap on a thing. I hate it when that happens. I don't oh, God, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, you do. Good. I do. Boy, so, do I. I was excited <laughs> to turn that off when I can. That is nice. It does make it a lot faster. And it shows me mail. And it shows, oh, it actually shows me other stuff now, too. That's way better. Like, it shows Solving you... Dance problems. Yeah, well, but I mean, like, <laughs> it shows me hits from messages from the calendar from mail now, which are all way more useful than random-ass Safari. Like, you could search for this in Google. Like, I don't need that. That's not what I'm looking here for. If I want to search for something in Google, I will go to Google. <laughs> and that's the Dan Morton promise. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a lot of promises. <laughs> If I want to search for something, Google, yeah, got, a, got a closet full of your promises. Are you guys uh, looking looking forward to the greater um, Maurice Sendak cinematic universe? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wild, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Here's the thing. <laughs> I know, wrong show, but uh, it's. I, I didn't even know this was a something that existed. It's like the the Maurice Sendak Foundation. I don't know. And so anyway, Apple is partnering with them to come up with a bunch of shows based on Maurice Sendex books. I so. don't understand Apple's strategy in television. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if any, I'm not sure if Apple understands it. Yeah. I, I think it's try a little bit of everything, but it seems to me with the rate at which they're adding stuff, which to me is not very fast in comparison to their competitors Yeah, and the diversity of stuff that they're adding diversity in the sense of <laughs> stuff for Many different kinds of audiences, I guess, like three shows per person. <laughs> yeah. They don't ever right. intend to charge for it, is my guess. They're going to keep on bundling it if you buy a new phone or a new iPad. You think iPad it's just th- free forever, basically? I don't know why anybody would pay for it unless it vastly <laughs> changes. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, there's I, stuff, I, I, there's I, stuff I like that I want to watch. I mean, like, if, the, if, if, if when the second season of Dickinson or For All Mankind come out, um, I'm definitely going to pay to watch those shows. I liked two. I liked one of those shows a lot, and I liked the morning show a lot. But I don't think I would pay to watch their next seasons. I think I would watch them. Yeah, if they I'm included. definitely, I'm definitely going to. Even, but even I, but at it, that, again, it's going to be month. one of those. It's going to be those things where I'm just going to pay for it to watch it, and then I'm going to cut. Yeah, I could see doing what, exactly what Molson's doing, right? Pay yeah. for it for a month or two. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I'm paying for a lot of services right now, and in many yeah. cases, I locked up for a long time. Like Netflix is currently paid for by T-Mobile because I don't know cell phones are weird. But like, I'm paying for HBO Max and Disney. And Hulu. And <laughs> That's interesting. So you get you get Netflix for free from T-Mobile. Yeah, my T-Mobile plan. Yeah, family plan I, well, covers like my you, Netflix for two years or something. For two years, okay, okay, yeah, because I got Disney Plus for being a Verizon like all you can eat subscriber. And I'm on AT and T, and I got jack shit. You, got, <laughs> you don't no, get HBO for free. For I AT&T? get I get a 30 day free trial, which I don't oh, need because I already paid wow. for it. <laughs> I, I think if there were, I think there is a higher level of AT and T plan that if I paid for, they would give it to me for free. But because I'm still on like a metered data plan, and they just yeah, they don't, which is lame. I agree. Yeah, it is lame. You do agree. <laughs> <laughs> also i'm a comcast subscriber and i don't think i get peacock i don't even know who the fuck knows how peacock works <laughs> well it doesn't exist yeah, yet, I mean, right it's still it's does still it not i don't know i believe peacock is not out yet okay there's something i mean there are some shows i want to watch on it but i'm not sure again not enough that i'm going to necessarily go and pay for it i'll try a free month and watch you know a couple things that i want to see and probably be done with it I am definitely watching more stuff than I had been. Thanks, largely thanks to No Commute, and then thanks to the uh, the treadmill. Basically, that's where I do most of my HBO Max and Netflix time right now. Can I ask where do you where do you watch your quibbies? 
<laughs> I was not going to read the Quibi story because there was a, a giant story. Was it in, in Vulture? I think or, so. I don't remember. And but you know, I, I kept seeing people link it, and so finally, I was like, all right, I'll I'll read it too and see if it's any good. And it was fantastic. It is in Vulture. The headline is: Is anyone watching Quibi? Yeah. And it shows. First of all, like just how crazy powerful and intense uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is, more intense than I would have realized. But then also just how he and Meg Whitman, who I believe, listen, I don't have anything personal against Meg Whitman, but it looks to me like she has a series of failed companies to her name, <laughs> like wow. companies that she did not help. Yeah. And HP. But and like a couple, couple uh, failed yeah. uh, political bids too. Per- political. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like they know nothing of how to make television that people want to watch. Yeah, they're not even. Yeah, like they're not even. She's just, she said she doesn't even like watch tel- television. Yeah, she mentioned like one like you like a Ulysses S. Grant like biopic or something. Yeah, that she was yeah, watching. That was, the thing. Like, that was yeah. Like I watch the history. I channel. mean, you know, I guess if you hire people who are who are good at that, right? Like same thing with Apple, right? Like I'm not sure Tim Cook goes out and watches a ton of TV, but you know that's why you hire executives to run it that are invested in it and are within that industry. Well, the thing that really drove it home for me in that story, besides like it's, it's great to read just for like the insane hubris and spending involved, but they talk about how one of the issues that Quibi is looking to solve is, all right, so when you have just a few minutes, we should make shorter form content. And so some of the writers, frankly, were saying interesting things like it made me restructure my story. Cause like, if it's going to be that they're expecting people to watch in seven to 10 minute bursts, I'm going to have like every 10 minutes end with a cliffhanger or a giant moment. And like, it's, you really need to do it on the beast. But like, then somebody else in the article is like, but you know, other people who have this problem while watching regular length content simply press pause right. when they need, and I'm like, Oh, that's true. That is exactly what I do. Well, and, and I know it's not the way Spielberg or Soderberg or, or, or other auteurs want me to experience their thing on, you know, my iPad size screen and pausing it when I need to. But like, that is how I enjoy my stuff and tough shit. I think the, the other tricky angle of that coming from the other direction <laughs> is when you've got 10 minutes, like there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's competing with that time, right? Like, Oh, I'll read Twitter or I will, uh, read my RSS feeds or read something in the New York Times, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of other stuff that slots into that. Oh, I've only got 10 minutes. So like, I'm not going to start an hour long show right now. Yeah, it's it's a lot of competition squeezing you out from both sides there. And I think that's the problem. I will say I did watch an episode of something on Quibi, but <laughs> I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was And curious. what can you tell me about having a golden arm? <laughs> no, I did not watch that one. I watched oh. um, uh, uh, Hello America, um, by, which is hosted by Nish Kumar, who is on Taskmaster, which is how I know him, but also hosted the BBC <laughs> News Quiz. So, okay, so I don't have to link to Make this. Make sure to okay. put that in the show notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I do not have to link to this. But it's a, essentially, it is a, you know, John Oliver style show, but it's about sort of the UK-US uh, relationship, and it's... It's funny. Like, he's a funny guy, and it's a, you know... It was our, like our, a, our, our mutual race to the bottom. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And so, you know, it was a, you know, eight-minute bit. It's just him sitting behind a desk talking with, like, you know, uh, Chirons and, like, stuff like that. But it was amusing, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I would watch this if it came out. I'm not going to sign up for a service to watch this, but, like, if it were on YouTube every week, I would check it out. But, yeah, I, I just... It feels like very much of a everybody else is making streaming services we should get in on this we could make a bundle um but yeah. we are just people let's put some idiots at the top right i mean not even that it's like people who have the money Hashtag to launch America. like it's not like apple yeah. or amazon <laughs> who has so much money that they can just be like let's try it it's just jeffrey katzenberg <laughs> yeah yeah uh i did learn in that article so that jeffrey katzenberg has three breakfasts a day because he does three breakfast meetings every day 
He is a hobbit. And there's the apocryphal quote from him. This is a possibly apocryphal quote from him. Which is, if you don't come in Saturday, don't bother coming in on Sunday. Which, to me, I think is exactly right. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm on yeah, board for that. I think that's not the way he means it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our podcast stratagem. That's how we, the words we live by here at The Rebound. <laughs> if you don't show up on Tuesday, don't also show up on Wednesday. Yeah, because we're definitely not recording then. We're definitely not recording on Wednesday. If you don't show up on Tuesday, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> uh, speaking of this podcast, I'm going to let it slide. Speaking of this podcast, The Rebound is brought to you by Rebound Prime. We mentioned it last week. We're mentioning it again this week. Uh, thank you, first of all, to to those of you who already signed up. That's very cool, and it's exciting to see you uh, do that. Rebound Prime. Check out prime.reboundcast.com. Uh, you get bootlegs. Dan's going to post this one shortly after we finish recording, so it's like right away before we've even edited, so get it shortly after we record. You'll get bonus episodes. There's already one out. By the time you hear this, there might be two out. Uh, you get access to special stuff. The three of us are still trying to figure out time, which we'll share with our Prime members soon. But we're going to play Jackbox games together. You guys can probably join in if you want to. But uh, other fun perks as we think about them and a fun landing page. So go to reboundcast. Uh, go to prime.reboundcast.com and learn all about it. If you go to reboundcast.com, it's fine. There's a big link. It'll show you. But um, bootlegs, bonus episodes, and other good stuff. So thank yeah. you for your support. It's really nice. We believe that you will find it the prime of your life. <laughs> I'm the prime of my life. I can't. I don't know the melody oh, of that song. That's, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, I, I don't can, know the we, melody. Are we doing a um, doing a theme song? <laughs> doing a theme song, right? Oh yeah, always. Uh, well, our current okay. theme song is by Chris Breen. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, this would be for the prime. Yeah, well, prime, prime only prime. for the prime people. Yeah, only the prime sure. people would the most, get the, the primus, um, the prime cut, the song. <laughs> get the lyrics to the song. <laughs> <laughs> that's right there's a whole set of words yeah the lyrics yeah. are an in-app purchase <laughs> <laughs> i need i need i'm not asking you for picks uh but i do need ipad game recommendations here's my requirements I, I i play as you guys know i play a lot of plants versus zombies too and they just keep adding to it in ways that make it worse they're adding subtractively mm-hmm. if you will super stick man golf 3's multiplayer has been broken for like two weeks oh they're man rare. i haven't played in a long time no, I know. I stopped nudging you and, and the other Dan because you guys never would take your turns anymore. But but I, I, it's a game that I play with my kid and I enjoyed that and it's broken. So I need some new games and my primary requirements are they have to be uh, replayable, things that I can play while I'm doing other things and uh, they have to work in landscape mode because my iPad is almost always in a keyboard case. So they have to be landscape games. <laughs> and they're not, so, and not arcade, I guess. Right. Because I yeah. don't pay for that. I'd rather okay. pay for Apple TV than Apple Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not paying for Apple TV. Uh, uh, don't, you know, don't come in on Tuesday. <laughs> I um, <laughs> The only thing I've downloaded yeah. recently, and I played it you know, once and then forgot about it, was Golf on Mars, which is by the people who made Desert Golfing. Desert Golfing Seagull, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have anything. The only thing, I mean, the thing that I think of all the time that I really enjoyed in the last like year, I guess, was um, Mini Motorways. But that's an Apple Arcade thing. Game stressed me out a little bit. And I wish there were more. The problem, I mean, you can play the levels over, you know, over and over again, and it's you can make it different each time. It will be different each time, but not so different that it's that you want to do it, you know, forever. Um, and I wish they would release more levels for that because that was a fantastic game. 
they haven't, and it's on Apple Arcade. Oh, so you're you're still an arcade subscriber. <laughs> yeah, even though I said I was last week, I was going to cancel it right after the episode was over. I, I didn't. I lied. <laughs> you're you're on top of that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, just haven't it was, found it was it was Tuesday, and I came in on Tuesday. <laughs> I, I yeah, I it's been a while since I found a game, and I I miss seeing some of the games that I really. <laughs> used to like the um so i I love the room series the puzzle games yeah i guess they're just not making those anymore i don't know or they're (laughs) they weren't like games that they churned out right like they were games they ran out of rooms that's that's the problem (laughs) there it is there's only so many rooms in the house that's that's a real issue (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) there's a da vinci one that's supposedly house of da vinci i guess i have that even installed and i haven't even played it I'm bad at games is what I'm saying. Yeah. Got it. All right. Well, thanks for nothing. The two things, I mean, I, I still play letterpress with my mom all the time. We, we constantly wow. play. And, um, uh, the other thing that Hank and I continue to play is the plants versus zombies heroes, the card game. Right. Uh, right. Um, we, we still play that, uh, against each other all the time. Um, I got a, uh, I, I, I'm also, you know, if maybe it's our listeners and not you, because you guys have nothing for me, but uh, I'm, I'm on the lookout for a, a crossword app, a crossword puzzle app that works well in landscape, because most of them want you to turn into a portrait, which I don't want to do. Uh, I did find a good Sudoku app. You know that video that went viral a couple weeks back where it was the yeah. miracle Sudoku and the guy was so excited yep. he solved it? The thing that yeah. I loved about that video, besides the video itself, was whatever app he was using to solve that Sudoku seems like great. Uh-huh. And then it really, it, it was a web app, but really works terribly on uh the ipad just not built for ipad tapping usage mm-hmm. so i've been looking for a good sudoku app and i don't know if the one that i have found is perfect but sudoku simple plus by MobilityWare is lovely and themable and has been working okay I, i'm not saying it's blown away i haven't figured out how to do like penciling in a number which to me is a requirement but i i started with that one yesterday and had good puzzles good difficulty levels but yeah i just i i i i'm ready for some gaming diversity on my ipad i want to do some other stuff i think yeah. i've killed all the zombies i need to kill for the time being i don't know there's lots of zombies man <laughs> you're not wrong listen i'm gonna play it again i'm sure i'll play it again today but i i need other things too <laughs> hank has gone back and played kang is going back and playing the original because that's really the best one, but um, and I have not played either one of those in a million years. Lex, you're not a, a crossword wise. You're not a New York Times crossword person, are you? I'm not that good yet. I think I think I would need to warm up elsewhere. Okay, I I really I mean I do the that's the one thing I do play every day is I do the New York Times crossword every day. But that's about it. Like that's my only my only gaming regular gaming now. There were there used to be games I, I like to play when I had like ten minutes here and there, but I guess for whatever reason they just do not hold my attention now. So I don't think I have anything. Yeah. I was playing Euchre games there for a little while, but even oh, that did. Not oh, really... I mean, we've been playing we've been playing lots of like online board game things. I, I'm pretty sure that's not what you're right. what you're into. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've I been playing like... Settlers of, Settlers of Catan, and we've been playing as a family and also with a, another family on Saturday nights um, via Zoom. And um, Lords of Waterdeep, which uh, I think I've mentioned both of those before. Oh, good game. Um, oh, and actually, oh, and um, two two others. Um, what's the train game? Um, Ticket to Ride and Tokaido. Which Tokaido's is a, fun. I have that. I have that. Yeah, as a, that's a good game as a physical board game. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, and the app is really good too. I haven't played that one in digital form, but I will check it out. Does yeah. it have like AI or? Um, I think you can have AI players. I know you can you can play you know against each other you know with separate devices. All right. Yeah, that's cool. 
I was just looking. Did you see there was a an app by a guy, former East Evernote CEO called Mm-hmm? I did not see that. <laughs> My answer is mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. So essentially, oh, no, uh, I think I think because it just got a bunch of funding. And so essentially, it's a way to like a virtual camera that lets you make it easier to like share content from your computer into a video conference, which is obviously, you know, people trying to capitalize on the fact that we're all using Zoom and all those other video conference tools right now, which sounds interesting. I mean, I've been doing a lot of streaming stuff for the incomparable and um, sometimes doing that for like, you know, playing games with friends and stuff like that. And it's very quickly the state of streaming things on the Mac is interesting (laughs) because there are some free solutions that are fairly powerful, but not particularly user friendly. And it's just not as, as, as vibrant a developer community as I think what goes on on windows. Like there's a lot of stuff that really seems Mm. to be aimed at that, but it's also clear like how quickly you can kind of exceed the power of what the standard tools provide. And like, there are these really cool options for getting stuff that's like more powerful. So for example, like when I do a, a stream for total party kill, for example, um, I'm just doing like a window cap of zoom. Like I, I shove my zoom window over to the side and it's like in a column. And then I just capture that part of the screen, which is fine, right. but it's not, it, it's got a lot of drawbacks. Like biggest problem with us is like, I have like other stuff in the stream. So I have like names, like people's characters, names, etc. And if people turn off their video or get kicked out of the call, they show up at the bottom of the list and all my names are misaligned now. And I have to go through and like rearrange everything, which sucks. There's a, it sounds horrible. There's a technology called NDI, which lets you pull like individual video streams, essentially, which is kind of what a lot of broadcast stuff does. So I can pull like, I've got Moltz's stream. I've got Lex's stream. I can put John here, Lex here. They will never move. Like I'm pulling individual video streams through <laughs> like an API and Skype supports it. Um, but Zoom does not. <laughs> and so it's a real pain. Um but it, it is cool that there is an amazing amount of technology here that I think people are only really starting to realize is actually pretty accessible for the most part. Um, but the what's really holding it back is, I think, a lot of the development of the Mac apps. And, you know, for example, Streamlabs OBS, which came out in beta a few months back, like right around the time the pandemic was really kicking off. Uh, it came out in public beta and it hasn't been updated in months <laughs> and <laughs> i use it a lot like every week and it's very crashy and it has a lot of like weird janky stuff and it feels very much not like a mac app and i'm like are they ever going to update this presumably it will come out of beta at some point but maybe they just decided like well we've got it now we never need to update it again <laughs> it, it is cool how accessible this stuff is though in terms of like here's a free t- and I, lex i know i set you up with obs at one point like here's a free tool yes. that lets you easily like broadcast whatever you want onto a streaming server of your choice and it's really not that hard to get working it is pretty amazing i i am still surprised at how how different creators now are adapting like you know we've talked about i think a bit about how late night talk show hosts have been doing their shows from their homes some of them better than others and you could watch over time as their quality got better while they got better mics or better mic techniques and different lights to put in their homes uh, Conan O'Brien couldn't take it. He recently, I think this week, maybe yesterday, started doing shows 
out of the house again, where he's rented out a theater and it's like him and eight staff members or something <laughs> doing the show that way. But it has only driven home to me how uh, I think that all of us in 2020 are more tolerant of crappy video than we are of crappy audio. If it looks mediocre, but sounds good, I think people can handle it. But as soon as it sounds cheap, it's like impossible to pay attention. Oh, to. yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I mean, it's one reason that we, on all the podcasts I think that we do, we, you know, focus on, like, we record our own audio and we put it together, right? Like, if we just recorded the Skype call and slapped it up, which is what you're listening to if you're a Rebound Prime member. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll notice it's not as good. That's the trade-off. You get it faster, but the audio is not as good because we are basically subject to all the problems of latency and, you know, internet hiccups and all that jazz. So I thought it was interesting that Gruber put up his post about how he did the talk show interview with Federighi and Jaws, and it essentially came down to exactly what we do for podcasts, which is everybody records right. their video and audio separately, and they get right. stitched together later. <laughs> by Adam. By, yeah, by, by, if you happen to know. You know, because you know, we, t- all, we all use that, you know, <laughs> we all send our stuff to Adam. <laughs> If you happen to have a friend who is a uh, commercial director and owns a company right. that basically does professional video editing, it helps. That is for sure. Yep. I mean, you know, the audio editing, I think, is a lot easier. I, if this were a video show, which it's not and will probably never be, because John will refuse to <laughs> until, show up. Until we release Prime Prime. Ooh. <laughs> Rebound. It's primes all the way down. Rebound Prime Plus. <laughs> for a mere ten dollars a month you can watch us making <laughs> fools of ourselves <laughs> i gotta yeah now i gotta spruce this area up before i get uh, a, just, i need some i should have some books in the background or something yeah uh, a friend of my wife's uh wrote us this morning to say he had been like googling about buying a new macbook and it had come across a video from uh twit which i was on he's like oh i found you on a video that i was watching and i was like oh my god you can see in my background all the crap in the office so yeah <laughs> need some sprucing uh, like to me that has been a perk of uh and there aren't many but of the the increased number of teleconferencing type things that i've done and i've done lots all day but like getting to see people in their homes has like an a humanizing effect in a way that i appreciate like certainly there's are plenty of people who are going for like what's the best angle not just for themselves but for the room that they're in let me refocus this so that my background is a bookshelf or whatever else but like i've enjoyed those little glimpses because it's like oh here's a, another side of those people I, i've liked that part it's fun the front yeah. the front side the profile the front <laughs> side that's right mm-hmm. I, it's yes. yeah i mean it's one thing for that it's it's another when you have that broadcast all over the internet which i imagine most of your meetings aren't correct or are they <laughs> Or are they? Yeah. Well, speaking of, did you guys see Apple's uh, new privacy page? Apple.com slash privacy? No. Are they, have they changed it? Are they no longer private? They're no longer private. Yeah. Yeah. Still private. No, but I saw some people talking about how cool the animations are on it, and they are cool. If you, if you don't see the very first animation right when you're on there, you should refresh the page and load it again because, like, with the, with the logo? As you scroll through it, yeah. As you scroll through it, everything is animated in ways that are really cool and HTML 5e or whatever else, but it's it's just a very well-done page. And, you know, it talks about the thing that Apple cares a whole lot about, namely privacy. Or, or if you're in the UK, privacy. Privacy. I'm not. Urinal. <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> oh, you heard Boot. me. Boot. <laughs> um, refresh, huh? Yeah, keep refreshing. 
keep all oh, that freshness. Okay. I am trying to figure out whether I'm going to buy a laptop, a new laptop in the mm. fall. Like I'm, I'm in the, the Moltz boat, but you know, Moltz with phones, essentially. <laughs> SS Moltz, we call it. I'm Sia, right? <laughs> it's a sinking ship. <laughs> uh, but you know, the rumors about the Apple Silicon Max coming out in the fall or, you know, before the end of the year, I guess, is what Tim said. So December 31st, you know, there's the suggestion of the uh, MacBook Pro, there being a 13-inch MacBook Pro, which, who knows, may in fact be a 14-inch MacBook Pro. It's really unclear exactly what that device is. And I do need a new laptop, and I'm just very excited about getting an Apple Silicon Mac. So I think I might have to buy it kind of no matter what it is. And then, like John, if they come out with like another model that's closer to what I want... I'll have to think really just hard. Just buy about another it. one. Yeah, buy another one or just <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Throw the first one at the ground because then it's garbage. Yeah. Well, I've been I've been I keep seeing these renders of what the iPhone 12 is gonna look like and I'm just like I'm so angry. I will I will gladly sell you a render of an iPhone twelve for a very reasonable fee. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I can't, I think, well, maybe I give this uh, SE to Hank, but he likes bigger phones and this one's not probably and he cannot as big lie. as he would like, but that's right. Well, he he can, I've noticed, but um, he wouldn't lie about that. <laughs> I, on the Mac front, I'm just, I wanted a nice and light laptop, but I also feel like I'm not going anywhere probably anytime <laughs> soon. So why bother? Oh, Dan, you're or going places. Again. Come on. <laughs> don't talk about yourself like that. It's, you know, I'm in a situation where I've got a Mac with the, I don't even know which MacBook it is, but there's one that my kids have been using that's got not the USB-C charger and not the current edition of the MagSafe charger, but the one before that, you know, the older shape MagSafe charger. Oh, the old MagSafe charger. Yeah. Yeah. And the charger is slowly dying and they're like, let's buy a replacement. I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy a replacement. It's not like it's the most expensive thing in the world, but like, do I want to buy a new charger for a very old Mac? Right. That you're, no, I super don't. Yeah. Because if that Mac dies, which it will probably sooner rather than later, then you just have a charger that doesn't work with anything else. Yeah. So I've been debating, do I want to get a cheap, right. Do I want to get a cheap or new MacBook? And I, I'm like you, I don't want to go into a, a MacBook, purchase knowing that it's going to be outdated within x months and it's it's frustrating so i don't know what to do don't know what to do yeah i mean it'll work fine it just won't you know we don't know what the the unknown unknowns right like it's we don't know what that mac is i think this is kind of the the interesting conversation a lot of people have been having is is this a case like where Apple transitioned from PowerPC to Intel, where it felt very strongly about kind of giving the message like everything's fine. Look, your MacBook Pro looks exactly like your PowerBook did. Or is this something where it's like, well, now that we can do all these amazing things, fuck those old designs. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we're going to choose something totally new. I think that's quite plausible. I, I think it's very possible that like Apple's kind of played it conservative with the last of its Intel Macs, thinking, well, we're going to transition eventually, and that will give us a lot more leeway to do stuff that maybe we couldn't do when we were building yeah. stuff, you know, and held back by Intel's, not only their roadmap, but just like what their platform offers. So uh-huh. I remember when they first switched to Intel and thinking I should not get the first Intel machine that yeah. came out because yeah. there would be problems with them, um, which is certainly I, a risk. For some reason, I guess so, but I don't feel like that as much as I 
did back then. It's it is a little different when it's all stuff that they're making, right? It's not like yeah, how do they right. integrate this stuff in? It's like no, they've been making all-in-one devices for years with the phone and the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, yeah, like you, I, I I don't feel any anxiety about it. I would I would get the first ones out the door because if it's like messed up, they'll deal with it. <laughs> It doesn't. That part doesn't scare me. But I would also be first in line for a COVID nineteen vaccine, and I know some people would rather wait. Those are basically the same <laughs> it's thing. All the same. Basically the same. Yeah. It's basically. What if you could get both? Thing. What if with every uh, Apple Silicon <laughs> Mac purchase, you get a vaccine? <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> well, I, I understand that the new Silicon Macs uh, are really protected against viruses. Wah, so it's basically <laughs> <laughs> you, you hurt John there. I think you gave him a hernia. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to buy. Don't forget the M. Mm is what yeah. makes it different. I cannot believe they spelled that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm. I'm irritated by that. I don't mind the concept of the app, a... but spelling that—that's dick. Move. Right. Right. I feel like that's the real problem. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. Anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about I your? S- um, I still want to buy one of those fancy new iPads, but your yet. shortcut. Not yet. Oh God! Do I want to talk about my shortcut? I do want to talk about my shortcut. I'm very. I, excited. I have to say, I'm I'm extremely impressed that you had the um a, a ability to stay calm in a crisis. Oh and man! Flip to your phone and then realize that you could save it as uh you know make a duplicate of yeah, it. Yeah. So and... for for the background on this, for people who didn't see my tweet about it, I had spent the morning today working on this shortcut and really like trying to get it all set up right. I finally cracked it. And it was like great. Okay, I went to put it in a folder. Um, thinking I would use it in like the widgets in the um, on the iPad home screen. I was like, nah, it doesn't really work that well. It's fine. I'll just put it back in, take it out of the folder. So I went to delete the folder and wasn't really thinking. And when you delete the folder, it gives the option whether or not you want to delete all the shortcuts in the folder. <laughs> so I did. And then read, <laughs> I was not that cool. If you were in my office, my wife was like, why are you pounding the table? And why are you so angry? I was like, I spent the whole morning on this thing and I just deleted it. And then I was like trying to shake the uh, iPad thinking like, how do you undo this? And there really isn't a way to undo it. Like there is a gesture now supposedly, but it definitely didn't work. And so I was like sitting there going like, all right, still there somewhere. It must be able to get it back. So I suddenly occurred to me, like I go to my phone, maybe it was still there. And I had just enough time to duplicate it before yeah. it got synced off the phone, <laughs> which is, which is the, you know what it is? It's the, uh, it's the scene in Raiders where he rolls under the door and then he grabs the hat. He grabs his hat. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I was just relieved because it's just like, I could have recreated it, but it was just so, I had spent so much time on it. And it's not like it's a super amazing shortcut. Like it, it was a... I, I regularly read several comic strips every day. And I thought to myself as I was reading this morning that for years I've just had them in like a folder in my bookmarks. I was like, oh, you know what would be cool is if I had a shortcut and I could open it. And because not, the, not every comic updates every day, it would be smart enough to look at like, hey, what day is today? Which comics do I need to actually open in tabs? I was like, oh, that'd be cool. That's probably not too hard. It was harder than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I made it work, but it was harder yeah. than I thought. And then it sent me down a rabbit hole of seeing, like, I could probably make this better and more elegant. And then I just spent the rest, like, two hours fucking with it and not being able to get it to work. So shortcuts, oh, boy. They're powerful yeah. and they're impressive, but I still, I do not grok it the way that I grok other programming language things. I always feel like I'm working with one hand behind my back. Is that where your phone is? Behind your, It's gonna be definitely going to be harder if it's the, if yeah. it's yes. the hand that that's has where I keep phone my phone. Out. 
Are you guys shortcut guys? Do you make shortcuts? I have not uh, done anything with... I, I think I mentioned on this show, I, I used to have a shortcut that would help you convert a YouTube video to audio, <laughs> which I needed like once ever. Uh, but I, I'm just not a shortcuts person. What I really want is like for my iOS device to be like, hey, we notice you do this sequence of events a lot. Here's a shortcut that we've made for you. <laughs> but that's not how technology works. It's just how I want technology to work. Well, I don't know. I mean, they already do the ones that are like the super basic. We know you do this thing a lot. Maybe here's just like a one-line shortcut to like skip to someplace in an app. It's not out of the question that they could analyze what you're doing more. But that would be cool. I agree. Because I, I, that's the biggest thing I struggle with is like, what are the repeatable tasks that I do? that a shortcut would make easier. And, yeah, you know, I just don't... I'm very lucky in that a lot of the things I do are things that I do over at Six Colors, and Jason is a shortcuts madman and, like, just builds these incredibly complicated ones and sends them to me. Like, here, try this. This will let you <laughs> write posts and upload them directly into the CMS without ever touching anything. Okay. So this, we should all get an Adam and also a Jason. Yeah. Those are handy. Okay. All right. I agree. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. That's a rebound Prime Plus I'm Ultra gonna need, I'm benefit. Gonna need, I'm going to need some cut rate Adams and Jasons, though. Well, I think you've got me uh, and Lex, so job done. Can you change your names? Uh, for the right price. The other, the other exciting iOS news of me for the week was the um, fact that Gmail on iOS is finally uh, iPad multitasking compliant. Lex, I don't want uh, uh, to correct you because you, I know you've been using it for a long time, but it's actually Gmail. Gmail? Gmail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I had um, asked John Gruber on Twitter if we were allowed to use finally in talking about that story. And he said, yes, not just allowed, but encouraged. But he's like, do you actually use the Gmail app? And I was like, well, no, I use the Gmail app only for search, for searching my email because mail's built-in search is horrible, <laughs> um, which he agreed with. But for me, it's very exciting because I literally use, I want to use the Gmail app side by side with the mail app so I can search for the message and then do my actual mailing in the good mail app from Apple. And now I literally can, because now I can use them side by side. So it was a very exciting day for me. I will be interested to know if Mail and iOS 14 improves things for you. Because in theory, they've updated the search, but I don't know. How's iMessage search for you? <laughs> because that's, it's garbagey even on the Mac right now. I think it's better than, honestly, I do feel like it's better in the beta than it was before, but I haven't like put it to a real world test where I'm actually looking for something. I've just run like a really basic, like, oh yes, let me type in a, C- a search term and see what comes up. I type in Lex. Tell me about messages <laughs> from Lex. Look, I have all these messages from Lex. Not helpful at all. <laughs> I learned so much on this show. <laughs> you guys ready to do a bonus episode? Yeah. Can we talk about why my, um, man, my battery is, I don't know what's going on, but my battery is ticking down like 1% every minute. John Moltz's battery. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I may not talk for long. <laughs> Usually I get through an hour, you know, like with recording and everything and our just, you know, our friendly chats that I love so much and look forward to every week. And I'm, I'm at like 60, 70% and I'm down to 52 and it seems like it's dropping like a rock. I, I like that we could go literally all of this way and everything john just said could be applied to as if john himself had a battery like nothing has contradicted that (laughs) i just realized we we forgot to do something on the main show so can can we go back to be doing the main show oh my god you're bad at this what one of the one of the features for rebound prime members is that they can submit questions and we would answer them on the show 
so we have a couple. Bobby Sloan wrote in to say, not a question, just a finally, speaking of finallys, a way to support my favorite podcast. Thanks for taking my money and long may it continue. I mean, that's just pure sucking up, but sure. <laughs> Our friend... T- I can't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't pay him for that, though, because that would have really worked against nope. us. In fact, he paid us. Yeah. TJ... Uh, our friend TJ wrote, having finished watching all nine series of Taskmaster, John, if you could put that in the show notes, it'd be great. Uh, I would love, appreciate, be very grateful to hear nope. recommendations, aka picks, for humorous, light, funny, enjoyable things to watch, movies, TV shows, podcasts even. Points will be awarded, of course. Love you. Bye, uh, says TJ. One of my picks, I guess, would be McMillions on HBO Max. Uh, it's not lighthearted, but uh, it has a happy ending, and it's a fascinating story. That's the documentary about how the whole McDonald's mm-hmm. Monopoly contest was rigged. Right. Um, but it's fascinating. It was really well made. You guys have any other picks you want to share for TJ? I really have been enjoying the show Stargirl, which I know John has also watched, which is on yep. uh, it's on DCU, but it's also airing DCU. on the CW, I believe. Um, yeah. And it's just a fun superhero romp about a uh, teenage girl in Nebraska who essentially becomes a superhero and is very enthusiastic about it. And yeah. for a DC show, it's pretty darn good. It's good, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that another DC show, not for the kids, um, but Harley Quinn, the animated Harley Quinn show, uh, which is on HBO, right? Or DCU, um, who knows anymore? Yeah, I can't. I can never, <laughs> can never recall. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, it's sort of I would uh, liken it to Archer. It's uh, kind of hyper violent and uh, but lighthearted, also, uh, very funny. Yeah, very funny. On the truly lighthearted side, I guess I would go like nailed it on Netflix where I can't no, it's amateur too, bakers have to make uh, it's too cringy for things. me. I can't do it. I, I really like Nicole Byer. Oh, you know, oh the other thing uh, the other thing I watched oh hang on. The other thing I watched was um and it's, a lot of these episodes are on YouTube. Oh, is, Taskmaster. No. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, what is it called? Uh Holy Moly. I have no, no idea what that is. It, it is it is an obstacle course mini golf combination ah. thing where you know it's like it's like um you know the, the things where people get knocked in the water and stuff like that um but oh, it's all it includes the element of mini golf as well that's cool and um it's it's very funny <laughs> if you like just if you like seeing seeing people get hit by large windmills <laughs> We, I, I was hoping we would put picks in the bonus episodes for Prime members, but you asked it, so we had to answer it. Subscriber James Thompson asks, when are you going to have Guy on again? <laughs> James, just call Guy. <laughs> just call him. And um, finally, I'm not, if I pronounce your name wrong, I apologize. Mahir, M-I-H-I-R. Mahir asks, which tech podcasts do you regularly listen to? It's an interesting question. I don't know. There's The Rebound. That's a great one if you haven't heard mm-hmm. of it. Not bad. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I will freely admit, I listen to shows like the talk show based on the guest. If Moltz is on, avoid. Otherwise, listen. Right. That's sound policy. That's a shortcut right there. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I listen to any other tech shows. I'm looking through my, my... I listen to a lot of shows. If you count Reply All as a tech show, I listen to that one. Reply All from Gimlet. It's funny. I listen uh, to which is sometimes about tech. very few tech shows. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I listen to with any regularity is Upgrade. And really, even with that, I go through fits and spurts where I'll like, listen for a few weeks, and then I won't listen for a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, and of course, I love uh, Clockwise. Uh, so um, I, listen, right. I listen to the right. talk show if the guest is only John Waltz. 
<laughs> you listen to your own episodes of the talk? I don't know. You have that many hours to spend with Gruber? Uh, yeah, right, right. I record for Five two and a half hours? hours, and then I listen to it for another two and a half but hours. But you listen to it at half speed, so it takes longer. <laughs> so that's why, that's to, why I go uh, to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to submit questions for us to answer, that's another perk of being a Rebound Prime subscriber. And if you are a Rebound Prime subscriber and you don't know how, just go to prime.reboundcast.com. And if you're logged in, you'll see the thing where you can submit questions to us. So thanks. Good luck tucking that in wherever you feel like, Dan. And now back to the bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs>